I was trying to figure out something topical to talk about, but everything that's topical seems to already have happened before I was even born. Reuben stuttered? What did he do? He probably had either had has had a heart attack or had gastric bypass by now. People also applaud the results. They don't applaud the hard work because nobody sees it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, I hope you're doing well, all right? I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. I hope you're doing so well that it pains you. That you're in pain because you can't possibly believe that you're doing as well as you are. And if you're not, hey, that's okay. But get your shit together. All right? Come on now. You can't be a dipshit your entire life. You know what I mean? It's now or never, ladies and gentlemen. So get your shit together. Quit putting it off. Get it together. You might as well take out the trash. It smells bad. What the fuck you letting stinky trash sit inside your goddamn house for? Take it outside. Get your shit together. Got some shows coming up for you fine people, all right? Listen, next Sunday, May 28th, I'll be at... Oh, fuck, I forgot the name of it already. Uh, Allie? It's not Allie. It's Olay or something like that. Olay Ray's Gastro Pub in Knoxville, Tennessee. Anyway, I'll be in Knoxville with my good buddy Monty Mitchell. He's coming along with me. I'll also be out, uh, looks like Thursday, I believe Thursday, June 1st. I'll be in Columbus, Georgia with my good buddy Monty Mitchell. And then uh, that Saturday, we're going to be in Fort Walton, Florida. All right? That's going to be at the block. Come on through. Other than that, June and July, pretty quiet months, and then things pick back up in August, ladies and gentlemen. Denver, Boston, Pittsburgh, Louisville, uh, Cleveland, all sorts of stuff coming up. September's going to be busy, going to be in Iowa, looks like Seattle too. Uh, Stuff going on in Connecticut in November, also going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin, towards the end of November, right after Thanksgiving. Good Lord, that's going to be a cold one. I'll be in Tampa in December. JoeKellyComedy.com has all your upcoming dates and info, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know that. As if you're a listener of the podcast, you should know that's where you find all the information. So when I fuck up the name of a place like I did with Knoxville, you just go to the goddamn website and they get all the right information. I can't remember everything, okay? I can't do it. And I shouldn't be expected to, you know? (laughs) That's too much pressure. To remember... Where the fuck I'm going to be and when? Nah, dude, that's for somebody else to figure out. Not for me. I'll know when I get there where I'm at and what it's called. That's how I live life, ladies and gentlemen. I recommend you do the same thing. How has your week been, my friend? What did you get into? Did you have fun? Did you better yourself in any way, shape, or form? I certainly hope you did. I hope you did. I don't know what's going on in the world. I tried to figure out some stuff that might be going on in the world. And, uh, I don't know, I fucking, I turn on the TV and it's just the same shit it's been for the past 50 goddamn years. It's all the same shit. 
And I don't know if it's supposed to be, if that's just what we like in America, or if there is a grander thing going on, you know? Because I turn on the TV, right? And what's on the TV? American Idol. How long has that been on the show? Have we not figured out who American's Idol is yet? You know? Do we really need another one? And then it's just fucking Keith Urban looking like a jackass. It's like, why is that still on? I don't It's been on. It's the same show it's been for however the fuck long it's been on. So then I flip to a different channel. And then they're like, hey, we're going to the moon. And it's like, this wasn't this on the TV like decades ago? And then you flip it again. And then it's RFK Jr. talking about, oh, the CIA probably killed JFK and RFK. And it's like, they, we're talking about the same shit. And then you flip the channel again. It's like, oh, we're going to go to war with Russia. It's like, is this the 80s or the 50s or the 60s? Or is it the fucking 90s again when American Idol started? What the fuck? We're just stuck in this loop on TV. And there's no real new information. It seems like we're just continuing to play the same story out over and over again. It just looks better now because we got better cameras and you get the the lack of information quicker because we're all fucking plugged in. But anyway, I was trying to figure out something topical to talk about, but everything that's topical seems to already have happened before I was even born. We're just living in this circle of people talking about the same things over and over and over and over again. And no wonder everyone's out of their mind. We're stuck in this delusional loop of boring entertainment and things that don't really affect us and continuing to talk about the same things over and over again. Is it just me? Is it just is that just a me thing? Or is every is that do you guys think there's new shit happening every day and we're not stuck in some weird fucking psyop loop? <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, no new news to talk about that I could figure out, you know. Just the same old shit. The American Idol stuff. It's like, who the fuck watches that? Who? How? For a lack of a better word, people, don't get upset. Don't fucking send the fucking people for me. You know what I mean? But how retarded do you have to be to still be watching American Idol? Whose idol are these people? None of them are any good when was the last person who won American Idol and then did something? Was it from Kelly to Justin? Was that it? That was, Those were the first ones, right? Kelly, whatever the fuck. She got a cooking show. And then that dude who looked like a mixed Justin Timberlake. He didn't do much after that. And then who else? Ruben Stuttered? What did he do? He probably had either had has had a heart attack or had gastric bypass by now. Those are probably the two things he's done. Clay Aiken, I can't. He lost, right? Didn't he lose to Ruben Studdard? He's like, I love to suck dicks. Now it's like, what happened to him? Did he suck too many dicks? Is he does he not suck dicks anymore? Who gives a fuck? Who else is one after that that's done anything? And for some reason, it's still on the fucking TV every single fucking year. Why? Why are people still watching that shit? Go outside. Fucking put a piece of grass in between your thumbs and blow through that thing so it makes a weird noise. You know? Get the fuck out. What the fuck has American Idol done for anybody? Just useless, talentless people singing generic fucking songs 
for a bunch of idiots. That's what American Idol is. And for some reason, it is still on the air. I don't understand. It, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me that somehow that is uh, still going on. And it's the series the series finale or the season finale. Is it the series finale? Is this the last one ever? Boy, oh boy, I hope so. And if not, they'll just make something. The voice is the same fucking thing. They just do it with puppets or whatever. They let people dress up as furries so they can uh, have your children be used to adults dressing like fucking idiots. That's what they're doing with that shit. But anyway, on a lighter note, people, listen, if you watch American Idol, it I would appreciate if you just stop listening to the podcast. I wouldn't want to be associated with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if that somehow brings you joy, is it because people get to vote on it? Is that why it still seems relevant? Do people even get to vote on it anymore? Or is it decided by the judges? I don't fucking know. But we love to exercise our right to vote. So maybe that's what American Idol is. Anyway, listen, if you like it and you want to listen to the podcast, that's okay too. I didn't mean to come off so fucking harsh like that. All right. That's my bad. I'm happy that you're here. And I understand that life is hard and difficult. And if you want to distract yourself with less than mediocre television, that's okay. I completely I, I support it. You know, life's hard. Life is hard. We want to forget about the bad things that happen in life. So sometimes you just watch a bunch of idiots singing songs and having sad stories about how uh, they used to, you know, sing with their grandma when they were a kid. And then, you know, her grandma got murdered by a gang because she owed them money. She didn't know her grandma was really a bookie. So she got murdered. And now she, anytime she sings, it reminds her of her criminal grandma. And people go, oh, that's a beautiful story. We love that story. And now you can cry while you sing Wings of an Angel or whatever the fuck it is you're singing for your criminal low-life grandma who was a thug and got what she deserved. Anyway, I was in Murray, Kentucky this well, this I was all over this past week, people. It was a long few fucking days, man. Long few fucking days. I was running on like maybe 14 hours of sleep in like four days, something like that. This is how it all worked out, people. Tuesday night, uh, I stayed at my good buddy Aaron Weber's house because we had to be at the airport by like four o'clock in the morning, you know? So we watched uh, O.J. Simpson documentary. And boy, oh boy, if O.J. didn't kill those two people, I don't know who did, you know? It seems certain that O.J. definitely murdered those people. But the court case was such a charade and such a show that, uh, you know, anyway, we all know that to be true. So we watched that. So we were up to about, I don't know, like 12, 1230, get to bed, get like maybe two and a half, three hours of sleep, get on the plane, fly out to Austin and then fly out to California. And then we get a rental car and it's like 11 AM in Florida and we got an Airbnb, but you can't check in till four. And it's like, man, I'm certainly tired. But what do we do? You know, we wandered around a little bit, got a Frisbee, went and played some Frisbee, then got to check in the Airbnb at 2.30. They let us check in a little bit early, early, got like a quick 40-minute nap, and then we went and did a show, and then uh, went back after the show, and then had to get up the next day because we had to be in uh, somewhere else in California. So we had to check out by 11, but the show wasn't until 8.00. 
and we weren't staying in Ontario, so we fucking went putt putt and goddamn bowling, and also played. Uh, went to the batting cages. We filled the day with shit. Then went and did the show in Ontario, California. Get it done around like ten nine forty five, whatever it was. I can't remember. Then we had to drive to Los Angeles because that's where we were staying because that's where we were going to fly out of. Got there at like 11.45, 12. Again, had to be up at 3 a.m. Uh, to catch it, get to the airport and catch another like 5 a.m. fucking flight. Fly back to Nashville. We get to the parking garage. Weber can't remember where he parked his car. So we wander around there for like 30, 45 minutes before we don't find it. And then I get an Uber, go get my car, fucking get in the car drive here to my house, do a little bit of work because something came in that was due and I didn't expect it to come in. So I knocked out a little bit of work, got in my car again, drove out to Murray, Kentucky, checked into the hotel there, got another 40 minute nap and then fucking went and did a show in Murray, Kentucky. It was a long few fucking days, people all for the love of the game. You know what I mean? All for the love of the game. People California was great. Running around with Weber was fun. Murray was interesting. I met a lot of characters in Murray, Kentucky. And here's the thing. When you go out with, when I go out with Aaron Weber, I don't meet a lot of characters, you know? Aaron's not into meeting characters too much, I don't think. He likes to just be, have nobody, not people not fucking with his space or having these people be idiots or weird people, you know? He's not like hanging out at bars. So, you know, we just don't meet that many characters. But when I go out on my own, I'm like, oh. I'm going to fucking, somehow I'm going to meet some goddamn characters here in Murray, Kentucky, you know? And boy, oh boy, I sure did. The show was great. The venue was great. I check in, we're hanging out, whatever. And uh, at some point I go out to my car to get, I can't remember what I was getting, maybe my camera or my backpack, something like that. And uh, a dude pulls into the parking lot with a, a very, in my opinion, cool, scary van. Is like an 80s fucking work van that was all murdered out like a flat black, you know? And I was like, that's a pretty bitchin' looking van, you know? And the dude in there, he's got a tie-dye shirt on and a bandana, and it's like, this guy is gonna be a fucking character, you know? I didn't know if he was a bar regular or there for the show, but I go back in, I'm sitting down getting my shit together, and sure as shit, that fellow from the van walks up. And he introduces himself, and his name's Fire, ladies and gentlemen. You don't meet a lot of fires on the road when you're with your good buddy Aaron Weber. But when you're out in Murray, Kentucky, by yourself, by God, you're bound to meet a fire, or maybe two. Stay tuned, people. (laughs) I forget his whole fucking story, but, you know, he's a... You can already just picture a dude with a bandana... A tie-dye shirt and a braided beard into a single braid that goes down, maybe three or four inches. And you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Name's Fire, too. I probably should have just told you his name and then let you picture him instead of telling you what he looked like first. Because you would have pictured exactly what the fuck he looked like. If I tell you a dude's name is Fire and he's driving a black oversized work van... You probably picture who's the fuck's in there, you know. But uh, I forget. I can't remember if he was there because he had seen me or heard of me or something. I think he had seen some videos or something. like. I don't know how. Because he said he wasn't on social media and didn't have the internet. But he seemed to know who I was somehow. 
Like he was there to see me do comedy. I'm very confused by that. I don't know if maybe he just saw me on the poster and was like, oh, that's going to be my best friend and didn't look up anything. Cause I think that's more than that's more likely, but, uh, he was there for the show. He was a little bit obnoxious during the show. I'll be real with you people. He wanted to keep adding to jokes and shit like that, you know, just being a little bit obnoxious here and there, but he was fine enough. You know, he was a fine enough guy, but we made it through the show. Show was good. And then hanging out after the show, I'm trying to sell some shirts doing all this, doing all that, talking to people, and then fire just keeps coming up and lurking and lurking and absolutely lurking. And fire wants a shirt, right? But fire says he doesn't have $20. But he lets me know he has mushrooms, acid, pretty much anything I could think of, but it's all back at his apartment. So if I want to give him a shirt now and come back to his apartment later, he'll make sure I'm compensated for the shirt. And I was like, I really don't know, dude. I'm kind of like hanging out. I'm going to talk with some of these other comics because they were fun, man. There was a good bunch of like comics out there. Real cool, real cool dudes, you know, just small town people trying to fucking make it work or whatever, trying to figure out what comedy is and all that shit. And I like those types of characters, you know, but uh, I didn't have much interest in going back to Fire's apartment. And uh, so instead he offered to buy me a beer and a shot, which... You know, if I was like, I take, cause I take cards for the shirts too. So he's like, oh, I don't have cards. And it's like, okay, well, you've had about 13 or 14 beers already. And now you're going to buy another round of each for both of us. So how come you don't have $20 for a shirt? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know how he didn't have. I don't understand, you know. He clearly had $20. He clearly had $20 unless he was like stealing the beers, you know, which he seems like a guy who might do that, like kind of like wait for somebody to uh, order a beer and then they look away for a half a second. He just snags it off the bar and goes, what'd you want? I said, oh, Miller Lite. And he's like, well, this is, I got a Heineken. I'm sorry, I thought you said Heineken. And then there's some dude wandering around looking for his Heineken, you know. Seems like that type of character. But rather than deal with it, I just gave him a fucking shirt. I was like, just take it, please. Just take it. And like, please, we don't have to keep, you don't have to keep inviting me over to your house, you know? And he did do that. He kept doing that. He was a lonely guy. You could tell that just inviting a stranger over because you want to try and get him to take acid. He's like, oh no, we don't have to take it. You could just take it with you. And it's like, ah. I don't think so. And then I told him I fucked up. I told him the hotel that I lived in or I was staying at. And he's like, oh, I'm like two blocks away from there. Anyway, anyway, I go, we're hanging out with the other comics. Now we're out back smoking a joint, chit chatting away, having a nice talk. And then fucking fire somehow wanders over, makes it all weird again. It's just lurking the whole time going, oh, as you know, I still got stuff in my house. And it's like, quit inviting me over to your goddamn place, you know. But uh, the dude running the show, Jeremiah, he was great. And uh, so we go back in and Jeremiah's like, you want to go sit at the bar? And it's like, yeah, let's go sit at the bar and have a beer. And there just happened to be two chairs open in between two other people. So we snagged those chairs, you know, to try and avoid the fire 
they couldn't be put out. And uh, he sat one chair down. And then come to find out, there's some other squirrely character on something. Ecstasy, cocaine, something like that. His pupils, people. His pupils look like goddamn tractor trailer tires. They were huge. It looked like fucking the anime eyes, you know, when it's just all fucking pupil and sparkles. That's what was coming out of this character's eyes. And uh, this guy, he was he he was a big fan of me, you know? He's like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. And I said, well, there's posters all over. And he's like, well, somebody told me you were in the back, and I would have loved to have come and seen it. And it's like, well, why didn't you? He's like, oh, it was $10. And it's like, you're on drugs and drinking. I don't, I mean, priorities, people. I understand that. Listen, if I had a problem, I wouldn't spend 10 bucks to come see me either, you know? But he was just so, he told me I was his favorite comic. Now, if your favorite comic was playing in the same building that you were in, don't you think you'd go take a look? Just a look. You know, it especially like, he's like, oh, I didn't get here until nine. And it's like, well, I got on at like 8.50. So I had just gotten on stage. You could have just came in and not paid. But I think he was just on drugs. And I don't know. Then he wanted to take a picture. And I was like, I don't want to take a picture. You're on drugs. You know, you didn't even come to the show. What the fuck are we going to take a picture together for? And then Fire wanted to take a picture. Once that guy asked for a picture, Fire's like, oh, now I want a picture. It's like, I'm not taking a picture with you. What the fuck are we doing right now? I don't want to take pictures with people. Show's over. Been over for two fucking hours. I'm hanging out. I'm trying to fucking chit-chat with these comics. And uh, anyway, <laughs> they ended up they ended up having to kick the one dude left. My biggest fan in the world left, people. My biggest fan. Do you believe that? Didn't come to the show and then left. <laughs> and then fucking fire. They had to kick him out just because he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't quit asking me to come over. And as they're kicking him out, he's still like, you know, it's only like two blocks away. You should, you know, fucking, I got acid and mushrooms. I got everything. And it's like, God damn, dude. Nah. Nah, I don't want to be doing all that. You should have brought it with you. You knew I was going to be here. But you're trying to lure me back into your apartment. And it's like, was he lonely or was he trying to fuck? What do you people think? What do you people think? Do you think I could have made love to fire that night? I think we, I think I could have. He was there alone in a big black man. And he just wanted to do drugs with somebody. A stranger. You know? And you could do gay stuff with a stranger because they're going to, you know, I'm leaving town. You ain't got to tell nobody. You ain't got to worry about it. I ain't going to tell nobody. We fucking did a bunch of PCP and fucked or whatever. In the van. In the big murdered out van. Good Lord. Good fucking Lord. Ah, it was a great time overall, though. Show was good. The comics were, were delightful. The people who worked there were absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. And uh, it's just the just fire, mainly fire. And them kicking him out was just, like, so sad. Because they were trying to close, and he just wouldn't leave. And comics can always stay after close, you know? Or we could stay as they're closing the bar or whatever. I think they let us stay and kicked fire out to make sure he left before we went out into the parking lot, to be honest with you. I think that's what was happening. 
I don't think we were necessarily welcome after they closed. I think they were just trying to keep us safe, which is what any good bartender should do. If there's a threat, a sexual predator around, you should make sure that threat is gone before you release other people into the public. So kudos on them for doing the right thing out there. Because I might have gotten abducted by this guy, to be honest with you. What the fuck's he doing with that big old van? Nothing. Just driving it around, being cool, wearing a bandana and a tie-dye shirt. I got a tie-dye shirt. Weber bought me a tie-dye shirt from a barbecue place. And uh, I am going to throw it away. I've worn it twice just because it's like, oh, this is like a shirt I'll just wear out when it's not like a big deal, when I'm just wearing a fucking T-shirt for no reason, you know. And, uh, you know, maybe I won't throw it away. Maybe it'll become something. I'm never going to wear that in front of anybody ever again. I'll say that just because I saw how it looked on somebody else, a tie-dye shirt, and it's like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not a tie-dye guy. I wear black T-shirts mostly. I'm not going to start wearing tie-dye shirts, and I got one, and uh, I'll never wear it in front of people again, thanks to fire. Hey, fire, if you started listening to the podcast, dude, you're a good dude. (laughs) You're a fine enough guy. You're just a bit much. That's all. You'd be fine, but you just are a bit much to be around. That's all. You're fine in very small doses, but uh, you certainly know how to overstay your welcome, buddy. But other than that, you're a good guy. And I don't think you were trying to fuck me. That was just exaggeration for the podcast. And maybe you were. And if you were, you should have said something. You should have opened up your heart and been a little bit more vulnerable. And, you know, shoot your shot, kid. You know, you offered me drugs. I said no. You should have been like, well, how about my asshole? I'd be like, hmm, hmm, maybe we'll talk. Maybe. You said two blocks away? Hmm. It's not too far. Not too far for a little bit of butt, you know? (laughs) Hey, real quick, let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll uh, check in with a word from the sponsors, all right? And then we'll be right back. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that message from our sponsors. Just wanted to, uh, I don't know, I've been thinking about this uh, uh, this past week, so I just figured I'd share it with y'all, see if y'all relate, and just kind of ramble through it and uh, see what happens, you know? And it's nothing that I haven't uh, thought about before or anything that anybody hasn't said before, but uh, no one, people don't see you working on things when you're really dedicated to something. People see the results of your hard work But you're the only one who really knows, who truly knows how hard you've been working towards anything in life. You know what I mean? You're the only one there for like the late nights and the early mornings, whatever it is you're doing. If you're working out, if you're trying to build a business, if uh, you're trying to do stand up, become a model, make music, whatever it is, people aren't with you when you're in that fucking dungeon and like, uh, you know, really putting the work in. So it's especially, I guess, with comedy, it's interesting because people always think there's a shortcut to it. You know, people go, well, how'd you how'd you get to where you are right now? And it's like, well, I didn't I did comedy every week for eight years until there was a pandemic. And then I wasn't 
able to do stand up anymore, you know, like every week. There may have been a week or two that I missed, but for the longest time, there wasn't a single week that went by where I did not get on stage at least once, you know. And I traveled and I lived in a van. And I did stand up in front of people who didn't give a shit that I was there. And I did stand up in front of like three fucking people who were like the best audiences ever too, you know? That's what's crazy about this shit, man. Is you can, you know, you can get a decent sized room. Maybe it seats 40 and you put 30 people in there. And it's like a nice tight room. It should be great. And the show's dog shit. And then you go to some bar where it's like big open bar. Nobody's fucking there. There's three people there. They're like, oh, we're here to see the comedy show. And they're the best fucking audience you could ever ask for, man. People don't see that shit. You know what I mean? You're in fucking Topeka and goddamn somewhere in fucking Tucson, Arizona. People don't see that shit. They don't see you bombing. They don't see you working on all that shit. And people always think that there's a secret to it. Like you crack some fucking code and it's like, nah, y'all just weren't there for, for everything I've been putting into it, you know? And I think that goes with anything too. It's like, if you're working out, if you're getting in shape or whatever, you know, if you've ever been fat and lost weight, it's not like people, you know, after a few weeks, people go, oh, you're losing weight. And then a few more weeks, people go, oh, you're looking, looking good now or whatever it is, you know? But they're not there when you're fucking sweating at 9 o'clock at night just because you want to eat a grilled cheese, but you won't do it because you're putting in all this work through in the day. You're waking up early. You're taking vitamins. You're fucking getting your protein powder. You're going for a run. You're getting in the gym. You're sweating. You're tired. You're sore. You got to fucking work in two hours. You know, you got kids to feed when they get home, but you're still fucking putting in that work that nobody sees, and they go, oh, what's your secret, are you fucking do, are you trim spa, did you do trim spa, baby, is that what you did, and it's like, you don't get it, everyone's looking for a fucking shortcut in life, and then no one really sees, because they don't see the work, and even if you'd show them the work, people don't, it's boring, and it sucks, and it's no fun, you know, doing shows in front of fucking six people, and bombing's no fucking fun, especially in a city where you're not from and you don't know anybody. That's a fucking lonely feeling, my friend. That is a lonely fucking feeling. Let me tell you, go into a city where you've never been, you don't know anybody, you got no friends there, you got no family, you're on a show with comics, and for whatever reason, maybe they don't like you, maybe because you're not from there or whatever it is, you know? And so nobody, you have no fucking, uh, no allies at all. And then you do some dog shit show and then you bomb. At least usually if you don't know anybody in a city, if you don't have any friends, you could do well on stage and then at least people will talk to you and open up to you. But go and do bad in front of them, in front of them and fucking bomb. And just have that feeling where nobody wants me around, you know? And you're in the middle of Texas in goddamn August. And you're going to sleep in a van that doesn't have air conditioning. 
That's a lonely fucking feeling, my friend. And that's <laughs> a fucking low point, dude. It sucks. And then to know you're not going to sleep that well because it's hot and you got to get up and drive and probably do it again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Is in the sense of you have another show, so hopefully you don't bomb again because that is a chance. Because if you go two, if you go two in a row sleeping in a fucking hot van, that's a that's a moment of self reflection, dude. That you don't get doing other things. You do, certainly don't get that in a comfortable bed. You know what I mean? Bomb and fucking don't have AC and sleep on a fucking plywood pallet, and then tell me about how bad you feel about yourself. Tell me how much you hate yourself then. It's a different fucking feeling then. Very lonely, very sad. But nobody was there with me. I went through it alone, and that's how I got to where I'm at. That's all it is. Just fucking working, grinding. You know? You're alone. You're alone in the trenches most of the time. That's what's good about, uh, you know teams i guess as you don't have to be alone in the trenches or like armies and wars everyone's going through it together and i guess in the beginning of stand-up you have that at open mics you have the same people your bros who are at every mic whether it's good whether it's bad but if it's monday if it's tuesday if it's wednesday if it's thursday there's gonna be a certain group of people at least there was in nashville we were at every single open mic. And it was like Aaron Weber, Brad Sativa, Monty Mitchell for a little bit. He kind of, once they stopped Spankies, he kind of fizzled out. I was in that loop. You know what I mean? Uh, Josh Lewis, Josh Wagner. All, you know, there was like a core group of guys who were like at every single fucking mic. And uh, we were in the trenches together, you know? But then once you go out of town and shit, then you start, you, then you're on your own, you know? And even now, even now, we're all not on that same fucking thing where we're at every single open mic. It's like, you'll go out, you'll be in the trenches, your comrades aren't around, it's you by yourself with a bunch of new people that are in the trenches together, you know what I mean? You get to watch these other, these young bucks go through the same shit that you went through. It's different now, it's certainly different now, but... uh but yeah, you kind of don't have that aspect when you're driving around in your own van and shit. And even now, doing shows with Weber, it's like, okay, we're doing these shows together. But then when I'm out on my own, it's like I'm out on my own again. So I guess there's a little bit of both going through some shit with people. But for the most part, for the most part, how I got to where I am it was fucking alone, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Going through the grind. No one saw it. I tried to... I'm still going to fucking try and put that out. I kept a journal while I was doing a lot of traveling. So I was editing that a couple years ago. And I think I'll get back to it and try and put that out as like a PDF or something for you all. So in case you want to read it and see where I was at. And it's uh, going back and reading. It was like, oh, some had some interesting, got into some interesting situations when I was out there on my own. Definitely met some characters. I do know that. Out and about on the road, met many fires. Just different variations of them, you know. Some were a little bit more tolerable, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But understand that no one's going to... People also applaud the results. They don't applaud the hard work because nobody sees it, you know. 
Sometimes they do, but most people are too busy. They got their own shit going on. They're working towards their own things to pay attention to how hard you're working. So nobody, uh, yeah, the hard work doesn't get applauded as much as the results, you know. But uh, it's just, it's more important than the results. The hard work, the journey, the grind, the trenches, all that shit is way, way, way more important than the fucking end result of it. So put your heart and soul into everything you got there, kids. You know what I mean? And whatever the result is, that ain't your business anyway. Let somebody else think about that. You're too busy focusing on the work to even worry about the results. Let them appreciate the results. You just keep appreciating your own fucking hard work and your dedication and your discipline to whatever the fuck it is you're doing in life. Because no one's going to hand you shit. They might if you're... If you're in a position where somebody hands you shit, but then you owe. So don't take no handouts. Fucking put in the grind, put in the work, and then reap the benefits when they come your way because you're a bad motherfucker and no one can tell you shit anyway, all right? Hey, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your motherfucking way, people. Hope we've had a little bit of fun today on this Monday. Goddamn May. May's winding down, people. Them summer months are about to hit. Holy hell. It's mind-blowing. I say it every week. I know I say it every week, but, it, you know, it's uh, it's almost a way of reminding you guys to appreciate time, and it's a way of reminding myself, too, at the same time to go, man, it's, it's you got to hear it out loud sometimes, you know, and just go, man, just enjoy this shit. Enjoy this shit, because it's going by as quick as it fucking can, man. Especially running around like I've been fucking running around. Those days go by so quick and are so long and so confusing. And Thursdays feel like Sundays and Sundays feel like goddamn a different Sunday, you know. Just a different one. But anyway, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, people. This is a pretty fun one. This is a great fucking fun video for the whole family to enjoy. Some real Bob Saget AFV throwback gets you through your Saturday night laughing at the TV videos. There's a guy on a dirt road, and there's like an alligator, maybe a crocodile. I'll say a crocodile. What does that say on the fucking... I've got the video pulled up, but I can't... I can't quite read it. Gator. It just is with a gator. But they could be... It is from World Star, so I don't think those people who do that know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. But anyway, there's a dirt road guy there, Fucking maybe a six-foot-long alligator. Pretty small one, you know what I mean? I know that's kind of that big, you know, but I guess in alligator terms, that's kind of small. Maybe it's five feet, whatever it is. And uh, for some reason, I don't know if this is the way you hunt alligator, if this guy was, like, trying to get it for food or whatever, but he's got a knife, and he decides he's going to... What he's trying to do is stab the alligator in the head. I guess that's a good way to kill him. He's trying to kill the alligator, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) At the the very least, in this video, I know that he is trying to kill an alligator. So he steps on its snout so it can't bite him. And then he decides he's going to stick the knife in the back of the alligator's head. And he steps on it, starts to poke the alligator in the back of the head. And the alligator jerks out from under his foot. Because the guy's not, he's not a very big guy. It's not like he's, you know. He might be like 170 pounds. Like that's not much to flip off your snout if you're an alligator. But 
So the alligator flips his foot off and then just bites his fucking arm and then he starts yelling and screaming. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what you get for trying to stab an alligator in the head. You know what I mean? And not doing it properly. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? I also, if he was hunting it, okay, that's fine. But he he's just wearing like khakis and a goddamn polo. Just some regular jack-off dude who looks like he just is like, I don't like this alligator being on the road, so I'm going to stab it in the head to protect our home or whatever it is, you know? It's a fucking dirt road in the middle of nowhere, and he's out there trying to stab a gator in the head, and it fucking bites his arm. And, you know, it's not big enough to fucking rip it off or anything, but it pinches that skin pretty good, and then the video cuts off, so we don't know how it ends. We don't know if the gator got away or if that dude had his way with the gator and maybe put it on the smoker or something like that. But you always got to love it when, uh, you know, there's just balance in the world sometimes, people. That's all. If you go try and stab a gator in the head for no reason, fucking better be ready to get bit. You could do it a better way, too. You know what I mean? Instead of just stepping on it. Don't you, aren't you supposed to ride? You get by the gator's hips, right? You like straddle it like it's a horse towards its back legs. So it can't, because it can't reach around and bite you that way. And then you maybe grab the back of its neck and then stab it instead of standing in front of its fucking mouth like a goofball. That's why I don't think this guy was a hunter. I think he was just a piece of shit because I don't even hunt gators, but I would at least know if I was going to get close enough to one with a hand, with my hand, I'd rather use somebody else's hand to be honest with you, but if I was going to use my hand, I would at least not be in front of the fucking thing's mouth. You know what I mean? At the very least, I don't know anything about gators. I've never even touched alligator. I don't want nothing to do with them. They're scary. Leave them alone. They're fucking ancient creatures. Let them rest for Christ's sake. But I would at least not put my fucking hand in front of the goddamn thing where it loves to bite and chew and gnaw away. Sometimes, people, I I blow myself away with the fucking logic that I have. I'm fucking problem solver, people. I can look at a problem and I can go, what's the problem? I want a dead alligator. What's like, okay, what's the things you don't want to do? Step on its head with flip-flops. Put your hand where it can bite it. Just stuff like that, you know? Simple stuff. Simple fucking things in life. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun, you know? You guys are fucking smart, too. I can tell. May 28th, next Sunday, I'll be in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm bringing my buddy Monty Monty Mitchell with me. We'll also be in Columbus, Georgia, June 1st, and Fort Walton, Florida, uh, June 3rd. That's Wednesday, or that's Thursday and Saturday. And then the rest of June and July are pretty quiet. I'm going to go see some family in the goddamn month of July. I'm going to spend the 4th with my niece and nephew and my sister, and we're going to do all family stuff together. So it'll be a couple quiet months for stand-up, but the podcast will still be going, baby. I'll still be here for you every fucking Monday, all right? Listen, JoeKellyComedy.com has all your upcoming dates. Thanks for checking it out this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun. Do me a favor before you get out of here, if you wouldn't mind. If you could be so goddamn kind, if you could just find it in your heart and soul to do me the littlest bit of a favor and take care of yourself and take care of somebody else, and I'll catch you around real fucking soon, all right? Later.